Good evening. Welcome to the Talk It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I'm in focus with Dr. Feelgood. The music I'm listening to comes from the great Curtis Mayfield. His 1972 soundtrack to the movie Superfly. This song is Pusher Man. I believe six months after 45 was elected, he, in his talking point kind of policies, he implemented the talking point policy about having uh, seen opioids as a epidemic in the United States of America. And let's be real, opioids are an epidemic in the United States of America. Opioid deaths are. But, in true with the custom and the con man that 45 is, there have been no real actions put to this. None. As the year 2017 proves in the cost of human lives in our country. Um, I've been hearing about these opioids for years and... I had to break it down for myself to understand a lot of things. Um, I remember once having a toothache, or having a tooth taken out, or having a root canal, or something, maybe about 15 years ago, or 12 years ago. And I'm working, um, and I'm getting up to go to work, and I was given the pills from my doctor. It was Oxycontin. Um, I took a pill, and got up, and was getting ready to go to work. I noticed a wooziness headed to my front door. And then I noticed when I got to my car, I was having trouble putting the key in the lock. I was having trouble putting my key into my car door, just couldn't center it right. And I went back and I called the school that I was headed to and the secretary at that school was the wife of a doctor. And I told her what I had done And I don't think I was going to make it She said, what did you take? And I told her, she said, get your ass in bed That was my one and only experience With Oxycontin And maybe my one and only experience with an opioid Um, Here's the deal For me, I had to understand I know a lot of us hear about this But I wonder how much of it we really understand Opioids are basically... Um, That's a drug that's created to connect with the opioid receptors in our body. Hence why they become so addictive. They latch on to receptors in our body that's built just for them. Um, Four in particular. Fentanyl. Codeine. Heroin. The street opioid drug, which is now the lower end of the scale. Oxycodone. Um... And it's another morphine. Now, these were supposed to be end of life or ease your pain on your way out drugs. They are heavily addictive. Fentanyl is either 10 to 50 times more powerful than heroin, which makes it 10 to 50 times more addictive. These are the opioids. Here's the thing, y'all. Um... These drugs are pushed legally in an, in, in an illegal way. Okay? Pushed legally in an illegal way. 
and we will discuss the Sackler family in a few minutes. Um, think about this. In 2000, well, 1999, there might have been 8,400 and something deaths in the United States through illegal, I mean, through overdose of prescription drugs, including, but they also include heroin in that. Um, the real part of heroin's part of it was only 3,000, though, but 8,000 total. 18 years later, 2017, 47,000 people have died in the United States from opioid overdose. So, 18 years ago, 8,000. 2017, 47,000. So, we want to scream about a wall killing people. Um, one of my last podcasts was about white collar crime. This is white collar crime at its highest. And here's how this thing works. They got it. It's an old formula. I'm going to talk about the Sackler family now. Three of them in particular, Mortimer, Arthur, and I think Robert. Um, Mortimer, Morty, was a doc, was a psychiatrist. Um, the other two were medical doctors. Um, Morty went served in the Korean War. This is how all this shit figures in my mind. He served in the Korean War. This again is Curtis Mayfield. Freddie's dead. Superfly soundtrack. Um, so he's in the Korean War, and he's basically seeing how these people are suffering, how the soldiers are. His two brothers are medical doctors. They had a small pharmaceutical company based, I believe, in Greenwich, Connecticut. Um, and was financed by Arthur, one of the brothers who was a doctor. Now, when Arthur passed in 1987, this company was very small. The other two brothers, one doctor left, one psychiatrist left, by 1996, they produced the drug oxycodone. This small pharmaceutical company, and this was 1996 that this was introduced on the market. In five years, they had made $3 billion in sales from their company. 80% of their sales due to the product oxycodone. Five years. The, the diabolical part of my mind says that what did this Morty guy see in the Korean War that we saw in the Vietnam War where morphine was there to, to ease pain and it became very addictive. Here's the other thing too, I understand about oxycodone and opioids. They were meant for severe pain use, but within five uses of any of these opi opioids, you can become addicted or close to being addicted. You can want that thing every day after only using it five times. Hey, crack came out. I saw friends change overnight. It also kept me away from it because I don't want to be making love to a drug. I had my issues. That wasn't going to be one of them. So it, this, after five uses, you can become addicted to this. Here's the other thing, too. This is not a street thing. You go into the doctor's office to get this, and then it pushes you to the streets. It pushes you to the streets because they cut you off. What Morty and his brother did was 
through aggressive marketing. They put money in a lot of doctors' pockets, a lot of uh, distribution, medical distribution companies in their pockets to push this drug more than anything. And they lied about the ability to string, to string you out and pull you in and the pull that these opioids had. They flat out lied. And again, we talk about enablers. Again, it's, sadly, it's always back to the money. In this country, the enablers were the doctors, were the distribute the salespeople, were, were all these organizations because they saw money and they saw return money. And as a psychiatrist, I'm thinking this evil fuck saw how he can get people to keep coming back. You know what? This is no different than false or not the premise of original gangster. You've got Frank James going around killing his own people with heroin, but at the same time throwing money around. So he's being a bad guy and a good guy at the same time. But he's connecting people to something that most of them can't get away from. And then he's feeding off of that for the rest of his life. 30% of people who get into opioid use become addicted. 70% don't. 70% might need that drug still. But again, we allow lies and this kind of situation when it's white collar crime we go after anybody selling heroin on the street what's killing people I found out in the last couple years just from conversations with people in a little reading is that people get hooked on fentanyl and then they're taken off of it the closest thing to that is, is heroin street heroin but when you go to get that it's not the same potency as the fentanyl. So therefore, you don't know how to use it correctly and boom, you overdose and you're gone. Now, if I'm wrong, please hit me up, guys, and correct me on this. This is just the way I see it. But what I'm also seeing is that this is not the first time this has happened in our society. But they're given a pass because they looked at it as philanthropists. And you know what? They build this up. They take that money over the years and they help this and they help that and they help this. So in the mind of, of the common man, it's how can they be doing so bad doing bad when they're doing so much good easy you got extra money today a lawsuit settlement was released was announced with Purdue Pharma which is the company created by the Sackler family um, for 270 million dollars to help with clinics and all that okay the AG from New York, Latita James, said, fuck that. No, that's not good enough. Because here's the, here's the game. Here's the game, y'all. 10, 15, 20 years, I make billions. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong, but I'm making billions. And I'm feeding that money back into the community a little bit. But I'm more feeding that money to my white-collar friends. They ain't got to be white. Just white-collar friends. To keep everything away from me. When the shit finally hits the fan, what's 270 million after I've made 10 billion? And again, I come out looking like a good guy. That's evil. That's preying on society just for money. It's as simple as that. We want to lock up a weed dealer. 
And we do. Thankfully, that's changing a little, but we will lock up weed dealers. Opioids not aren't killing teenagers in the streets. They're killing middle-aged moms and their kids. Those kids who used to go to the medicine cabinet, which we've seen in a movie so many times, and they had fun taking all the pills. Yeah, no. These kill you. And we've allowed it because people make money. So the Sackler family now wants to get off looking good, but A.G. James says, no, no, no. She revised the lawsuit. And rightfully so. And without going over the principles of the lawsuit, here's what she wants. She wants the distributors to not only pay and set up claims around the world, but they should be going to jail. She wants the Sackler family for for funneling this money in a different area. Fraud. They should go to jail. She wants... Okay, let me give you a small example. Williamson, West Virginia. There are two clinics, two pharmaceutical clinics, four blocks from each other. In one year, 2017, they distributed over 21 million pills. 16, 17 million of them opioids. In one year, two clinics, four blocks from each other. The population of Williamstown, Williamson, West Virginia is about 4,000. Less than 4,000. Something like 3,200. So, in a town of 3,200 with two pharmaceutical clinics four blocks away from each other, two regional distribution drug companies had, been, had funneled through 21 million pills and the population of this of this place is 3,200 people that's hustling that's hustling anybody who knows anything it's just hustling I'm the big guy I got this shit I funnel it down to you you make your money you put it on the street and after I cut you off, then you got to go for it by yourself. So there's usually one person who can always get the prescription refilled. Why the doc? Why don't the alarms go off? And she's also suing the, the people who are supposed to monitor this kind of thing because you can't tell me this makes sense. This again is Curtis Mayfield, diamond in the back. Go back to the same time 45 was talking about the emergency crisis of opioids in this country well over a year ago in 2017 what he was going to do that call a national emergency for the opioid crisis can anybody tell me one thing that's happened one thing tangibly that has really happened one concrete piece of anything that's happened since he declared a national emergency on opioid addiction I ain't got that much time, y'all. And sadly, the people that is hurting don't have a lot of time either. It's something they went into not understanding. And for some people, if you don't understand it from the beginning, it catches hold of you, you can't fight back. Again, last year, probably, well, the same, if I say 2017 again, at least 17, 18,000 people died of, on, Opioid overdose 
that's either from the people who taking it, from the people who used to take it, who trying to get that, chase that dragon and get that feeling again, or from you going from somebody going into somebody's medicine cabinet and taking it for the first time and then hooking on it, and then these guys become pushers. And all doctors do is sign prescriptions and get paid. We allow shit to happen. Because we love our children. Now, we love money. And hopefully, this new group of um, congressional representatives feel this because I will say this it hits everybody. Opioid addiction. There's not many degrees of separation from me to somebody I know. And it's probably the same in your situation. So first it starts with understanding the issue. Secondly, it's understanding who's responsible for the issue and making them pay. And thirdly, changing the game. Have a good day, everybody.